Good morning, everybody. Hope y'all are doing well. Hope you're staying warm. Um, our intentions were to be back in the sanctuary this morning, and, uh, and uh, we got a little bit of snow accumulation. So I hope that everybody's warm and everybody's safe. Um, I'm excited to be here to continue our series on the I Am statements of Jesus Christ. I have truly enjoyed delivering these messages and, and, and really preparing for these messages and the research that I've done, and, and I hope you all have enjoyed them as well. And my prayer is that as we uh, continue this year on our quest to become more like Jesus Christ, that we use these I Am, I am statements to, um, to further our relationship with Him. And when you look at John's Gospel which we have quite a bit through this series, and we're going to look at it again this morning. But when we look at John's Gospel, we see that it's filled with some vivid portraits of our Lord and Savior. If we want to really know who Jesus is, we need to look at who Jesus says He is. And today, we're going to focus on I am the resurrection and the life. And we're going to look at John and study John chapter 11, verses 18 through 27. And I want to open us up in prayer, and then I will read that scripture. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for um, being here this morning, Lord. Just thank you for... Um, for keeping us safe, Lord, I just pray that uh, everything we do here today, Lord, honors and glorifies you. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, we're going to read from John chapter 11, verses 17 through 27. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask him. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for this word. Lord, thank you for the scripture this morning. Thank you for who you are, Lord. I just pray that uh, each person listening to this message, Lord, they, they hear your words flowing through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, this morning... Uh, Looking at this scripture, preparing for this scripture, um, it's funny how things in our life um, 
kind of affect and kind of contribute to to our study and our and, and our scriptures that we read and, and the way that we apply them to our life. This week and the last week or so, I've been rereading a book called "Where I Am" or "Where Am I" by Billy Graham. And as I've read this book, and I'm actually listening to it online because I, I I drive a whole lot. Uh, I've got a, a, a commute to school and then also a little bit of commute uh, to other things I do. So I'll listen um, to certain things and listen to this book. One of the things that really caught me was that Billy Graham, the greatest evangelist of our time, said if he had one regret about his ministry, he said that he did not preach about the resurrection enough. So today I'm here to preach about resurrection. If Billy Graham didn't preach on it enough, I know that I have not preached on it enough. So this morning, I hope that you enjoy uh, this and you receive the word from Christ as we look at him as the resurrection and the life. You see, the resurrection and the life is a very important attribute of, of, of Jesus. And I intend to show how Jesus can make all the difference in your life and in your eternity. You see, I want to show you, I want, I want us to examine how Jesus is worthy of our faith and what He can do in our lives if we just trust Him. See, Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians fifteen nineteen, if for the, this life only we have hoped in Christ, we're to be pitied. We have hope in Christ. That's what gives us the promise of our salvation, and we know that He's the resurrection and the life, but I've told you many, many times that our eternity does not wait on us to die. Our eternity starts now. Christ wants us to live a happy, full life right now. And the only way we can do that is through a relationship with Him. Through a relationship with Him. Christ has been, was, always will be, and He's never changing I understand that. But sometimes in my life, I don't know about you all, but I have a few witnesses of this. Sometimes in my life, I procrastinate about things. I just got to look. Now, I got an amen. Uh, so sometimes I procrastinate about things. Some, there, there's some things that I'm not going to say that I don't see them as being important, but I see them as being able to wait because I've got other things to do, other things on my mind, or sometimes I'm just a little bit lazy. Uh, matter of fact, Rhonda will remind me of things uh, several times, and, and sometimes I'll tell her, hey, you don't have to remind me of this every day for six months. I'm going to do it eventually. But what I want to do today is create a little bit of urgency about your salvation. I'm going to create a little bit of urgency about accepting Jesus as the resurrection and the life. This year has been a tough year. And when I say this year, I mean the last 12 months or so. We have been in this pandemic for, uh, for a while now. Uh, our, our lives have been disrupted. Our, um, our, 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 our church life has been disrupted. Our, our, our vocation has been disrupted in some ways. And... Things are different now than they were, but I have seen a lot of heartache and hurt in the last 10 or 12 months. 
And I'll be honest with you, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that it's affected me. I have seen people lose loved ones. I've lost people that I care about. And you see, death is an ugly event. It invades our homes. And sometimes it makes us feel defeated. You see, when Jesus got to Martha and Mary, Lazarus had already died. And I'm sure that this feeling of defeat is probably what they were feeling at that time. And when Jesus got there, they saw hope. They saw hope for their brother, but they also saw hope for eternity. This morning, again, I want to draw a portrait of the hope that's available through Jesus Christ because death is an ugly event. Death is also a universal event. Whether we like it or not, eventually it's going to come to us. But to be prepared for that event, we really can't procrastinate. We can't let things go. And when I say let things go, I'm thinking, talking about spiritual things. I'm talking about things that, the thing that assures our eternity, which is that relationship with Jesus Christ. And no matter how much we prepare, death is an unexpected event. Even if someone's been sick. Lazarus had been sick, but I know that his sisters thought that he was going to get well. He thought he was going to recover. I have seen people I love die. I've seen people get sick and die, but each time death has hit close to me, been unexpected even though in some cases it's inevitable that you know more than likely someone's not going to recover from some disease it's still unexpected I'm still not ready there's nothing I can do to get ready for death of someone I love again I know this is probably the feeling that Martha and Mary had that morning when Jesus came and brought them hope Again, salvation is just one area of our life that we can't afford to procrastinate. We can put off a lot of things in our lives. Believe me, I know I have. But we can put, a, what, we can put off a lot of things in our life. But our decision to follow Christ is important. It's important that decision needs to be made right now. Other things can be procrastinated. And there's no long-term long-term effects, but procrastination over your salvation can have eternal effects. It's too valuable to put off. That decision is too important to wait till later. But thank God, through the power of Christ, we can accept His salvation. We can accept Him being the resurrection of the life Right now, we don't have to wait. We can do that right now. You see, Jesus had raised others from the dead. He raised Lazarus that day. If we read on in John 11, he raised Lazarus that day. But he also raised Jairus' daughter and the widow Nain's son. He had raised other people from the dead. And he promises to raise our followers, his followers. So when we put our trust and we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we have that eternal life secured. You see, Jesus even raised himself from the dead. His horrible death on the cross 
He was buried in a tomb. He was in a tomb for three days. But he rose again. Jesus himself rose from the dead. You see, that day, Jesus proved that he is victorious over death, that he is the resurrection and the life. And with this in mind, as saints of God, as followers of Jesus, we can face death with confidence, knowing that one day we'll be with him. You see, the truth is plainly seen when we study the life of Christ, when we study His earthly life, and then we study His resurrection, and we put our faith in that resurrection, that's what gives us our hope. I can give you words to encourage you. I can give you Scripture to read. But the only way this can make a difference in your life is if you put your faith in Jesus Christ. The only way your eternity can be secured is by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. He is the resurrection and the life. You see, Jesus cures spiritual death. We don't have to wait on our death to experience eternity. When we put our faith in Christ, we experience we start experiencing eternity right now because He cures our spiritual death. You see, sin is what separates us from God. Sin itself is death. But Jesus has the power to defeat sin. He did defeat sin by dying for our sins, by being resurrected, by, by being at the right hand of the Father right now. Jesus has won our war. Sometimes it's uh, difficult. Sometimes it's difficult to just stop and say, "Lord, I can't do this on my own. I need you." Because we get in the habit of doing so many things for ourselves, but we can't save ourselves from sin. We can't save ourselves from death. But praise God, Jesus has conquered death. For all of us. When we place our death in Jesus Christ, we live forever. According to John 5, we have passed from death into life, and we shall live forever. That eternity is not by anything that we have done, but only through what Christ has done for us. See, we have to believe that Jesus died for our sins and he rose again. It's what this message is about. It's what our faith is about. Again, too often we try to get things uh, and, and do them on our own. I remember when Abby was really, really, really small, I tried to help her do something. She'd, say, she'd look at me and say, I do it myself. I do it myself. I'm here to tell you we cannot defeat sin ourselves. But if we put our faith in Christ, He's already defeated it for us. You see, because our good works will never get the job done. Turning over a new leaf will never get the job done. We can turn over a new leaf every day, but unless we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we're still going to struggle. We're still going to face death. 
You see, our religion will never get the job done. Only our faith in Christ will get the job done. When we come to trust Jesus, we find that the job is already done. What we're trying to do, Jesus has already taken care of for us. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, his last word, some of his last words was, it is finished. And if you notice, it says, it is finished. It does not say, I am finished. You see, this was not a cry of defeat. It's actually a cry of triumph. It's the shout of a victor. It says, it is finished. And what he's shouting that is finished is his mission on earth. What he came to do is finished. He knew he bore the sins of the whole world at that time. And he knew he was going to take them to the grave. So his mission to save the world from their sins is what's finished. Again, it is finished. All we need to do is put our faith in Jesus Christ and know that He is the resurrection and the life. You see, Jesus has delivered us from our sins when we put our trust in Him. You see, Jesus actually closes His conversation with Martha by asking her about her faith. You see, it don't matter what she's heard. It doesn't matter anything. But the only thing that really matters is, is her faith in Christ. And he asked her if she believed he was the Messiah. And she answered him and said that she did believe that, didn't it? She did believe that he came to save us from our sins. I can ask you the same question. Where is your faith this morning? Is your faith in trying to do things better? Is your faith in, in, in going through certain routines? Or is your faith in Christ? I, I'm here to tell you, I know for a fact that he came to die for our sins. He came to deliver us from things that we can't deliver ourselves from. You see, because salvation does deliver us. Salvation through Jesus Christ delivers us from the power of sin. Salvation delivers us from the penalty of sin. And salvation delivers us, delivers us from the presence of sin. The Bible assures us of those facts. And you see, this is the plan of God. This is the plan. This is the one and only plan. Through the Son is the only way we can have a relationship with the Father. Sometimes the disciples would get confused and ask Jesus about the Father and say, we can't see Him. And He answered them and said, hey, if you've seen me, then you've seen the Father. I ask you this morning, do you believe this? Which is the question that Jesus asked Martha in verse 26. Do you believe this? And again, she answered in the affirmative. She believed that Jesus Christ was her Messiah. Do you believe this? How you answer this question, how you answer this question is important. And if you can't answer this question, 
that Jesus is your Messiah, the time this morning is right for you to do that. It's something that can't be procrastinated. It's something we can't put off. You see, He is the resurrection, the life. Do you believe this? If you don't know the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as your Messiah, as your Lord and Savior, I invite you to come right now, to call me, to to pray right now and invite Jesus into your heart. Again, if you want to call me or email me or message me, my phone number is 865-368-4186. You can send me a Facebook message. You can get a hold of me anyway, but I would love to pray with you. You see... Making that decision assures your eternity with Him. If you've got the least bit of concern about where you'll spend eternity, this morning's the perfect time to secure that. Or if you've been on this journey for a while and you know that the Lord is your Savior, but we've let things get in between us and Him. We've let that sin creep in, and that sin is causing death in our life. It's causing us to be farther and farther away from Christ. And you need to come this morning and repent of your sins. I pray that you do that today. Again, we can't procrastinate that. We need to be spiritually healed. We need to be mended. Our relationship needs to be mended, if that's the case this morning. Again, our relationship with Him is the most important decision we'll ever make. And I want to end with this question. Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. Do you believe this? Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for allowing me to be here, Lord. I just pray for our community, our our church, our our, our nation, Lord. I pray for, for each person and each soul that hears this message, Lord. I pray that uh, if there's folks out there listening that haven't made a decision to follow you, that haven't accepted you as their Lord and Savior, that that they do that this morning, Lord. And I pray for the ones who... Um, are your followers that may have drifted from you, Lord, that we somehow let sin creep in between our relationship with you. Lord, I just pray that we remove, that you forgive us of of that sin, Lord. You remove it from our lives and we're focused solely on you, Lord. Again, I just pray that that everyone remains warm and safe with uh, the weather, Lord. I pray that... uh, that you place your healing hands on all those who are sick and hurting this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you so much for, uh, for tuning in. I, I, I pray uh, that you have a great week. If you need me for anything at all, just please let me know. Give me a call or, or email or text. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.